Hi, this is Holly, and welcome to Cover Your Eyes. Today, we have a Patreon bonus episode for you because, once again, we had technical difficulties. Two times this month, we've had technical difficulties. The first time, it had to do with Vols eating the underground wireless cable at my house. And then, then this week, it's the poltergeist. We watched Poltergeist from 1982. We had a lively discussion about the film. And then when I went back to edit, guess what? Every time anybody talked, it was just like this horrible crackling sound. It actually sounded kind of scary, and it was like totally unfixable. So I had a good cry, and then... We decided to scrap Poltergeist for a little bit, and we'll come back to it um, at a later date. Uh, Next week, we are going to be discussing an American werewolf in London, which is an old, all-time fave. Today, as a little extra, we're bringing you an episode from our Patreon. It's all about... The beauty, lifestyle, tips of Eve Nelson. Now, if Eve was alive today, she would probably be an Instagram influencer. But in 1968, she had to settle for owning a chain of, a chain of beauty spas and also writing a book called Take It From Eve. Enjoy. Thanks, and we love ya. Hello, patronizers. <laughs> Hi, patronizers. Welcome to the after party. Earlier, we were talking about risky business, and I thought, what better time for me to share with you beauty secrets, witty, warm, and above all wise. For women of all ages, on how to make the most of their femininity. Mm. Because one of the things in this movie has to do with a brothel. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to work in a brothel, you have to look your best. Mm -hmm. I agree. And as a girl who often dreamed of being a sex worker as a child... Mostly because I thought it would be like in risky business, which is something mm-hmm. I didn't talk about on the regular show. But when I was a kid, I thought it was really glamorous. I was like, hmm. so all the adults are like really into sex. It's really <laughs> pleasurable. Everybody wants money. You could have sex and get money. Mm-hmm. What's the problem? exactly yeah when you put it that way i mean it sounds pretty much like a win-win yeah and you get to be like dressed up and you get to stay at home in bed if you're in that situation exactly i mean it does sound good and you're having sex with kids that are around your own age Mm -hmm. in risky business right 
which was my only impression of what it would be like to be a sex worker. Right. I can see how that would be alluring. And plus it's like when you're a kid and you just think like, Oh, people want to have sex all the time. Um, you think that when you're an adult, well, at least for me, I thought like when I'm an adult, I'll just want to have sex all the time. Like pretty much indiscriminately, you know what I mean? <laughs> kind of true but also yeah I mean yeah how are we getting that impression like what's right. going on in our culture I don't know that we think as children that we're just going to want to indiscriminately have sex with random men mm-hmm. when we're adults like that oh no that's just like what you're gonna want to do yeah not that there's anything wrong with that no it's- Yeah. So it does seem good. It's like, okay, well, this is something I'm going to want to do all the time, like you said, and I'm going to want to make money. And so if I could do both, that sounds great. It's Mm -hmm. a no brainer. Right. As long as you get to have sex with like people that you find attractive. Right. Which when you're, when you're a little girl and you're watching risky business, like all of the teenage boys look relatively attractive and fine to you. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not like the reality, which is probably like a lot of men in their 50s. Right. And also there was the best little whorehouse in Texas. I never like saw huge that. When we were a kid. I mean, my parents didn't like let me watch that, but I saw parts of it because my neighbor's parents were watching it on like a giant, giant TV. <laughs> and so we would be like outside playing, but then I'd like run inside, use the bathroom and like see it as I walked to the living room or like run inside to get a snack and see it as I walked to the kitchen. You know what I mean? So I like saw pieces of it because I just kept going inside and be like, Oh, I know I'm not supposed to be watching this. (laughs) So I would just like go by and pretend like I wasn't looking, but really I was looking totally. Yeah. That's the whole reason you're in there. Yeah. (laughs) Literally, their TV was like, do you remember, like, in the 80s, people would have, like, projector screen television or something? It was like a mini movie screen. Yes. It took up the whole wall in their living room. Yeah. My brother had one of those. Sarah, do you want to know the um, 10 primary rules of husband grabbing? What? According to Eve Nelson in the 1968 (laughs) classic self-help book, Take it from Eve. (laughs) There are 10 primary rules to husband grabbing. How to land a husband or how to grab the one you already have. How to take a man from his wife. Oh my God. That's what that means? This is the the title chapter of the chapter. (gasps) How to take a man from his wife. But these are the 10 (sighs) primary rules. Oh my gosh, you wrote a book about how to take a husband <laughs> from his wife? That's just one chapter. Jeez. It's a little more complicated than that. She's not she's not actually she's saying it that way, but then what she's really telling you is I know you're the wives out there, but this is what these other ladies, all these single ladies. Okay. This is how they're thinking. Mm-hmm. So you gotta nip this in the bud. Okay. And be proactive in how hot and sexy you are. Right. So that these single ladies don't steal your husband. So it's husband grabbing in the sense of grabbing someone else's husband, your own husband, or both. 
Hmm. Number one, knowing him and understanding him. Imagine yourself in his shoes. From this vantage point, give his wife a thorough going over <laughs> to see what she does to bore, irritate, or otherwise turn this man off. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> this is a real book. Oh my god. Is that, that Eve is, on the cover? That or? is not Eve on the cover. Okay, that's like the husband grabber. That's the husband grabber on the cover. Holy cow. Take a picture of this. You have to put this on Instagram. Oh, definitely. Oh, my God. Number two. Look at him as a brand new man in your life. Analyze his likes and dislikes. Then romanticize his likes. Sarah's just nodding no in disbelief. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think she's speechless. I just like I can't get away from it that it's like how to take someone's husband away. How to take a man from his wife. <laughs> oh god. As a wife, I'm doubly offended. <laughs> Appeal to his various appetites. And not just in the kitchen. Ooh, Eve. I mean, we all. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm saying, ooh, Eve. No. <laughs> Number four. Create a sexual excitement, not necessarily in a black lingerie. What? By your fun approach to life, your eternal youth, and the way you think, your ability to see humor in things that might otherwise be a disaster. These are the things that end in a kiss. These are the things that end in a kiss and start. Who knows? Even in your little print house coat. Okay. I feel like when Eve wrote number four of the 10 primary rules of husband grabbing, Mm -hmm. that she was at peak vitamin B shot from Dr. Feelgood, a.k.a some sort of methamphetamine Mm -hmm. shot to her ass because I don't have any clue what she's saying. Yeah. She's kind of like rambling on there. (laughs) I mean, it starts us saying like sexual excitement, but not in a black, like negligee. So like, but you know, you're sexually exciting because you're vivacious and eternally youthful. Mm, We all are. We are. And we, and because you, you have the ability to to face every disaster with a laugh. Mm-hmm. And that those are the things that end in a kiss. So like, those are the things that strengthen your relationship because yeah. you are sh- constantly showing your man that he never has to have any sort of emotional care for you. And that you can completely give that to him at all times. And because that's what you're there for, but he never has to worry about giving you any emotional support Mm -hmm. because you will just always be eternally youthful and fun and having a sense of humor at every disaster. That sounds great. Are we sure that Eve isn't a man? Is it a man writing this book? (laughs) It seems like it. 
I have okay, but the women that I grew up with were like this. They were all misogynists. Mm-hmm. Like kind of more than the guys that I grew up with. Yeah, like well, they the were like brainwashed on this kind of shit. They probably it's, taught this in high school. Exactly. This is just like this is basically, you know, a owner's manual, like a car manual. Yeah. Number five. <laughs> be sentimental about him and don't be afraid to show it. <laughs> I welcome the softness of you. In contrast to the cold, calculating world outside your doorstep. Mm-hmm. Further evidence that you should keep your fucking mouth shut about any emotional thing that you got going on. Because that is not your man's job. Mm-hmm. He gave at the office. Exactly. Number six. Use subtlety. Tact. And every ounce of femininity. To get what you want. <laughs> Not a bulldozer. <laughs> That's pretty clear. Play mind chess. Act like an idiot. All the while mind fucking your man. Mm-hmm. You're always <laughs> one step ahead. I am, yeah. Is that what you get from <laughs> that? <laughs> I mean, like, I'm so confused. There's so many mixed messages here. Right. Okay, number seven. You are going to love this. Your husband's going to love it. Oh, God. Number seven. Always be available when he needs you. If you'd rather be with him than anyone else in the world, remember that every minute you're with him. That's actually nice. Yeah, that part's nice. Live in the present. Mm -hmm. Be grateful for the fact that you're hanging out with the man you love. Yeah. Don't waste time on subjects that don't particularly stimulate him, interest him, or excite him. By all (laughs) means, be ready to fit in with his unavoidable last-minute change of plans. Mm -hmm. This is still the same rule. I'm like, wait a minute. Is this a different rule? No, same rule. By all means, be ready to fit in with his unavoidable last minute change of plans. Again, be completely present and grateful that he loves you at all times. Don't ever bore him with anything that you're interested in Mm -hmm. that he might not be. And... Also, have no boundaries whenever he decides that he is choosing himself over you. Just say, yeah. okay, yeah, of course, honey. <laughs> this is See, inevitable. Num- number seven's a goodie, right? Yeah, there's a lot in that one rule. <laughs> number eight. Listen. Whatever else is going on, listen to him. This is the best way to keep up with what's going on inside him. Mm-hmm. Number nine. Oh, this is good. 
don't be depressed if he doesn't react instantly. He probably just gave his jizz at the office. I'm sorry, what? I I added that last part. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be depressed if he doesn't react instantly. That's a rule. That's number nine. And they just mean like sexually. Like that's her rules are really all over the place. This lady is bonkers. Yeah. Could anyone just get a book deal back then? What the heck? This is my professional opinion on Eve Nelson is that she's fucking bonkers Mm -hmm. with self-inflicted misogyny. Number 10. Set yourself a startling deadline and go to it. What? A startling deadline? Yeah. Is this book like satire? No. <laughs> is this real? It's a real book. Oh my God. It's totally real. So those are the rules. I'll give you some more examples. Maybe we can figure out more of what the fuck she's talking about with these mm-hmm. rules. Um, If we get... If we call Dr. Feelgood and get our methamphetamine, a.k.a. B vitamin shots. Yeah. Because uh, that's definitely what's writing this book. Um, Old You asks, do you love me? Why don't you ever say you love me? New You says, I love you. She doesn't demand to be loved. She understands that giving love generously generates lovingness. Demanding love turns the love faucet cold, if not. Mm. Which, I mean, in some ways, I actually do think that that's true. That, like, no, yeah. I mean, that is actually true. Like, you really should give and be generous. And, like, if your motivation is, like, what you're receiving from somebody else, like, that's just not, like, a great way to live. Mm-hmm. It's just that you're the only one to be expected to be that way. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, otherwise some of it is like just a good rule to live by of don't always just be like, why don't you love me? And if you feel like that, like maybe you should leave. Exactly. If you feel like they don't love you and you're always begging them to love you. Yeah. yeah. And get therapy. Mm-hmm. If you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anyone else? It's really true. You just get obsessed with whether or not you're lovable. When you mm-hmm. get in a relationship, it just becomes about like, am I lovable? Am I deserving? Am I worthy? And like that clouds the person that you're supposed to be in the relationship with. Right. And that gets tricky. That's a great, that's a great thing. If, Eve Nelson was also teaching that to her son. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> then it'd be great. <laughs> her sons, the Nelson twins. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone from her age bracket that knows who the Nelson twins are. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Old you thinks. I've got a husband. I don't have to bother. Uh-huh. She regards her wedding ring as an invisible ring around his neck that's attached to an invisible string 
which she controls. Ooh. Knew you, thanks. Thank heavens I've got a husband. If I don't bother, somebody else will. If I don't bother, maybe he won't bother to come home one of these nights. Oh, my God. I mean, (laughs) that's every movie that we've watched. (laughs) Exactly. Take It From Eve is the epitome of what we were being taught in movies in the 80s. Mm -hmm. But the people that were making the movies in the 80s, they grew up with the mentality that is demonstrated in this book from 1968. Right. So it's really when I started reading it, I was like, this is really helping me understand like the mindset of the people that were making these movies that we're seeing where we're like, what the fuck was happening? Like, why do these people think this way? (laughs) What are these values? Exactly. (laughs) They're not even values. No. Or they're not moral anyway or whatever. (laughs) Ethical. (sighs) Very least. Okay. You ready for a few more? I don't know. I don't know if I can take any more Eve wisdom. Yes, tell me more. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, okay, I'm I'm rallying. Okay. I'll pick a good one. This is a subtle mind game. Advice. Old you prides herself that she is only interested in one man, her husband, and never looks at another man. (laughs) Just wear blinders when you go out, like, to the grocery store. You can't even look at another male. Exactly. (laughs) Knew you. Looks, listens, and learns from talking to and mingling with men of all ages at parties, community events, wherever she happens to be, she really pays attention to older men, grandfathers, teenage boys what who the mow the lawn. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> her husband's friend, her friend's husband. Oh Every career woman knows being and working with men is stimulating. It takes you out of your female vacuum. If you can be interested in and interesting to men on a casual, informal basis, think how devastating you can be to your very own man. As he tears his hair out with jealousy because you're getting it on with the boy who mows your lawn. Oh, my God. The boy, the teenage boy who mows your lawn. Yeah. <laughs> this woman is definitely on drugs. I know. I love it. She's so all over the place. <laughs> I love it. This is the same, like, couple paragraphs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not flipping through the book back and forth or anything. <laughs> yeah, so that's just a little bit from... Oh my God. The chapter, How to Take a Man from His Wife. <sighs> the classic self help book, Take It From Eve. So, this woman owned like a cosmetics company or something. She owned Eve Nelson Company. Okay. Oh, you want me to read her bio? 
Yeah, I mean, two. I just am interested in like what's her deal? Oh, that's her. That's Eve. Oh my god. Okay, wait. She's probably actually she's probably actually like art. I swear to God, like that does look like a man. Doesn't that look like a man? (laughs) Oh my god, being mean or anything like that. No, no, you're right. That looks like a man. You're right. This is a man. I told you. I need to go deeper on looking into Eve Nelson because this is okay. (laughs) Listen to her name. Okay. Eve Amagon Nelson. Amagon? Like, am I gone? Oh, my God. Nelson learned at an early age to combine feminine ingenuity and charm with a substantial portion of hard work and talent. Born in Buffalo, New York, youngest of 17 children. Holy shit. She studied journalism at the University of Buffalo. She began her career as a copywriter and is today a corporate vice president of one of America's major merchandising chains. She is the idea woman who heads the Eve Nelson Company with its extensive line of cosmetics and beauty products, as well as the Eve Nelson Beauty Salons. She is married and lives in New York City. Wow. She does really look very much like an extra in Some Like It Hot. Yes, exactly. At like, first, I thought Rosemary Clooney from Dick Van Dyke Show. Oh, like yeah. she has that look, but then she really does look like a man in women's clothing. She has a real Tony Curtis in some mm-hmm. like a hot vibe. She does. Which Tony Curtis is actually really hot in that movie. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <as a> woman. <laughs> um. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think this is all a conspiracy that it's really just a man telling women how to act. And it's like I an mean, elaborate plot. Eve, the first woman. Mm-hmm. Exactly. This person is not real. Okay, okay. I feel like... I want to look into this and see more about this person because I'm yes. fascinated that they could even publish a book like oh this. Oh my God. This is like kind of, this is forward thinking and feminine. I'm sorry, forward thinking and feminist for compared to some of the other books I've read from like oh, the really? 40s or 50s. Yeah, like some of the stuff that they were telling women for their husbands is just completely. Like you have Spray no your self. vagina with Lysol. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, now that I've blown your mind. Yeah, now I and, have to like leave and go research this Eve Nelson person. Yes. Sarah's gonna get the scoop on Eve Nelson. And sometimes we can just take a trip through the endless hallways. Of Eve Nelson's mirrored mind. And with that, I'll say good night. Good night. Thank you so much for all of that. That was really mind blowing. My pleasure. (laughs) I love reading things out loud. (laughs) It was good. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And thank you, 
patronizers for giving us money. We love your money. We love you and we love your money. Yeah, we love you and your money. (laughs) And if given the opportunity, we would love to make you jealous. Mm -hmm. Because we're real ladies. Thank you for listening to Cover Your Eyes podcast. We love it when you subscribe, rate, and review. You can also visit our store on Redbubble at Cover Your Eyes Podcast. On Patreon. We've got an after party every week where we tell all our secrets and answer the movie mysteries that keep you up at night. It's twice the melodrama and double the fun. Find it on patreon.com backslash cover your eyes. Oh, don't forget, if you have your own memories of this movie, let us know. Email us at podcast at gmail.com. Now that the suspense has built, is there a poltergeist at Cover Your Eyes headquarters? Well, is there? Or did Holly just need a new USB cord adapter?